Welcome everybody in. It is May 12th. We uh, are looking forward to going over a couple of headlines. The NFL schedule was released and we welcome in Robbie and Jordy to the podcast. How's it going? Hey boys. Hey guys. How's it going? Good. Good. Going good. Are you drinking? Are you drinking milk? Yeah, man. I just finished a big pasta dinner. A little bit of 2%. <laughs> Wash her down. I just thought I have more that you mentioned it. <laughs> So refreshing out of Tupperware, better than glass. Milk in a Tupperware. You know the key is. You know what the key is? Is you put Tupperware in a freezer. Then when you pour the milk in, it stays cold forever. Like salad, you put salad in a frozen bowl. Your, yeah. Your lettuce always tastes crisp. That is a great tip. We should one have a little segment every week. Jordan's tip corner. Jordan's cooking tips. Well, that is interesting. Let's get into the <laughs> NFL news headlines. Uh, first things first. There was, a, there was an article that was referencing uh, Nick Saban, the Alabama coach, and he was talking about the Ruggs-Judy debate and saying it's a matter of preference. We know that Ruggs went and Judy went in the first 15 picks. Now, it was interesting, though. He talked about, he said, this is a quote from him, I think it's a matter of personal preference or choice, whatever you want to call it. And this was from... Andrew Siciliano of the NFL Network. Saban said, I think receivers are a little bit like a basketball team. You got a point guard, you got a two guard, you got a swing forward, you got a power forward. They're all different, but they're all very critical to being successful as a team. So if your personal preference was to have a speed receiver, then Henry Ruggs is probably as good as it gets. If you wanted someone who's a little more of a finesse type player, great slot receiver, good option route runner, then you probably would favor Jerry Judy. Interesting thoughts from their previous coach here. Um, And when you think about what the teams needed, who took those, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos, do you think Judy fits into that slot receiver role in Denver? When listening to that uh, description from Saban, it's almost like both teams took the wrong guy. <laughs> like Ruggs would have fit always better with Denver with that speed guy and, and Judy with the Raiders with more of the slot finesse player. You'd think just that's my initial thought of when you read that. I hadn't read all of that in the notes. So that's my first initial thought. Jordan, what do you think? I think you're wrong. I think they went to the, exactly the perfect teams. Um, the Raiders got Renfro. That's their slot guy. He's underneath. Uh, the Broncos needed someone to play kind of that slot, that locks go-to guy with Sutton just being the go, big, big guy, uh, big, good in the red zone. I think who you like better depends on who you trust more. I think that Locke hasn't proven himself, obviously, being his second year. Um, so... Judy may have more up and down games because Locke will probably have up and down games. But mm-hmm. with Rugs, there's so much competition now. Like Waller, Oakland's, uh, or sorry, not Oakland, Las Vegas is a um, oh, tight end team. Gruden loves tight ends. And what they did with their draft, they're going to be a fun team to watch. I don't think they're going to necessarily win a lot of games, but they're putting um, the ingredients together to make a good team. Ruggs, I was so surprised that he went before Judy or Lamb because on paper, he was number three. 
but obviously the Raiders felt like they needed a speed guy and uh, they got him. He, he's fast as anything. Like It's been the Raiders MO for a while, taking the fast guy. I think this guy's a lot more skilled though than uh, the Darius Hayward Bay pick and those type of guys that they used to take. But you saying that does, it does make sense. Like with Drew, the quarterbacks um, make the picks make more sense, if you know what I mean. So Drew Locke, because he's only coming into his first full year, that steady guy he can count yeah. on, like you're saying, Jerry Judy, makes more sense for Locke. Whereas Carr is a little more experienced. Yeah. Uh, they kind of have their underneath guys, Gruden using the tight end, like you said. Um, I just, I think overall fantasy-wise, Ruggs is going to be that guy where he's going to be just awesome and he's going to be the next Tyreek Hill or we're hardly going to use him in fantasy at all. Like, I can I, see him I, being I, one I, or the other, whereas Judy's going to be that nice wide receiver too, flex, flex yeah. probably first year. So I think the, the Broncos were counting on getting Ruggs. I do think that they had hmm. him at three where – I don't think they expected to get Judy. Judy was was their number one guy. I thought it would go Lamb, Judy, uh, Tampa. Like, who knows? It doesn't matter because it didn't happen. But what's the point of having a, a, a standard car when you can't drive stick, right? So just get the automatic, get the things going, the the slot receiver with Judy. It's going to – having a big guy who can run like he does is going to be huge for Locke. They have Sutton. They've drafted well. They're going to probably do more tight end sets, two tight end sets. I think that with Lindsey and Gordon, I think Judy's going to be your more consistent. Exactly. Um, I agree with that 100%. More consistent wide receiver as Ruggs. He's going to, you know, he's going to light some some firecrackers off here and there. I think he's going to have those games where it's like, holy crap, you had two Deshaun touchdowns. Exactly. And then you're not going to want to play him for four weeks in a row. Yeah. And then you right? trade so, him. Those, and those guys are frustrating. Yeah, and there's a lot of competition with Raiders. There's a lot of competition, a lot of young guys. Gruden, unless Gruden gets creative and, you know, has them running out of the backfield more like Kansas City uses Hill. I don't know. If they What's, do that. What Saban said is I think the Raiders have their slot guy in Renfro. I don't think that they need need Judy. Yeah, I think between between Renfro and and their tight ends, they're set. Yeah. Yeah. Not to oh, mention. You mean Jason Witten. <laughs> yeah, with him. Yeah, he'll be a big upgrade there. Well, they yeah. have three, right? They've got Waller. Or, uh, Wa- Wa- yes, it is Darren Waller. Waller. They have Waller. Because <laughs> you you had Walrus in your head, so yes. the Waller didn't sound right. Yeah, yeah. They have Waller. <laughs> they have Foster Moreau and now Jason Witten. They've got the underneath stuff taken care of, and now Ruggs can take it over the top. But I agree, he's going to be a he's going to be a boomer bust guy, and the slot position for Jerry Judy might make him more consistent for sure. Smitten for Witten. Moving on to the uh, second headline here, it might be a little bit. Uh, I don't know if it means anything, but Jarek McKinnon, his knee is uh, still recovering, and he has yet to resume cutting on the field now. I just thought with this, you know, Brita's gone now in San Francisco. And with this news about McKinnon, maybe he's not even ready for the season. John Lynch won't commit to him long-term. I want to ask you guys, is Raheem Mostert an upper-tier running back this season? If I, if I can get him anywhere, I, I think he's going to be a number two. Uh, I would love him as a flex, but I would even take him if, if I went – 
uh, wide receiver, wide receiver. I would, I would be okay if I did like an Adams and uh, Julio Jones, something like that. And Mont, and he was my number. Uh, most start was my number one. I'd be okay with that. I think he's going to be phenomenal this year. So when you're saying upper tier, like you think he could be top twelve? Like depending a, on how you draft, I'm saying if 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 right, if you're, if you're running, stacked at your wide receiver, and, or if you go Kelsey and Devonte mm-hmm. Adams, okay, yeah. easier. You know what I'm saying? Like you can do something like that. How can you how can you argue his numbers? He was he's been like, dynamite. Yeah. So when he gets the touches, a trust Reed thing. Is gone. Just a trust thing. He's healthy most of the time. Coleman is still there. Yeah, but I did. I think I'm surprised. Getting back to the question, Jared McKinnon, I'm surprised they haven't cut him yet. To be honest, like I don't understand. It is going to be the Mostert and and Coleman. I think he's going to. They're going to keep doing the same thing they did last year. Nobody's going to be the bell cow there. They're going to take their turns, have their good games. Coleman had a couple of games where he looked like he was yeah. a legit RB one, and then the next week it's Mostert again. They still have Jeff Wilson there, who they like. Yeah. And has shown that he can have big games as well. Uh, I don't think Shanahan's going to change his offense around and all of a sudden make a Mostert his bell cow. I, it's just not their game plan. They won doing it the other way. Why would they switch it now? I still agree with you. I, I would love to have him as a flex and for me as an RB2 if I had nice wide receivers. Yeah. I don't think McKinnon's a thing. Even when he comes back, the way that Shanahan, he's, he's not going to be a thing. I think his time's done. Like, if I stash him, so much potential when they first signed him there is like very exciting. But yeah, it's it's not a big deal to me. I'm not I'm not even it's not even the ship sailed. Yeah, yeah, he's got a he he must have taken the largest fall from the hype train, eh? Yeah, yeah, he's big time. Yeah, with with Minnesota, he finally kind of had you know was looking like he was going to reach that potential that everyone kept saying he had for those couple of years with Minnesota and he goes to San Fran, perfect situation and just dealt a bad hand. It sucks and, actually. Yeah. And the way that it's turned out is it doesn't, even if he does come back and he's relatively healthy, it's not going to be used. Like I no, can't see Shanahan, the way that he uses guys who have proven themselves to be like, yeah, you know what? This is our guy. Be, it would take a, it would take a miracle, a miracle and a lot of injuries. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving along. Uh, next headline, Mark Ingram was interviewed, and he seems to think that with Dobbins now in the backfield in Baltimore, the Ravens have the best running back group in the NFL. What do you guys think about that? I think that I want to do anything and everything with Mark Ingram. I don't care what I'm doing. If I'm playing ping pong, if I'm playing cricket, if I'm cleaning my pool, I want Mark Ingram beside me, cheering me on. Because this guy has got to be the biggest uh, cheerleader for his teammates that there ever has been. This guy is one heck of a teammate that I don't care what I'm doing. I could be shuffling cards, and he's like, man, you shuffle the best cards ever. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. he, he is – I love this guy. And it's only going to make Dobbins better. It's only going to make the whole team better. The way that, the way that he's 30, he knows that he's entering, you know, maybe the sun is setting a little bit. He's still a beast and he still does what he's got to do to win, but he's not afraid to say, "Listen, this kid here, I'm going to help him out. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pump him up." 
he is what everyone wants to be or everyone wants to have in a football teammate in, in, in anything. Like if he said to me, let's go have coffee. I'm down. I'm going to have coffee and we're going to sit down. We're going to drink that coffee. Like it's the last one we've ever had. And it's going to be the best coffee we ever did. Like it's, I love his attitude. I love that him helping young people coming into the developing in the NFL, just how pumped up he, it makes me pumped up just, Thinking about his words, you don't seem pumped up at all about it. Oh man, this, you can't. <laughs> you want to have this. coffee with this guy? Yeah, I would have coffee with him. Milk, two percent. <laughs> Stir the. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, he's I, well. Even when he was younger, he kind of showed he's he's always a good character. He came in as a first round draft pick, and never got the reins. Like he was always timesharing with different guys there, Sproles and Pierre Thomas. And then finally those guys faded away and it looks like Ingram's going to have everything to himself and Kamara comes into the picture and he's never complained. Like people would complain for him, like first round pick, he has so much talent. Why isn't he the bell cow? And he's never seemed to have a problem with that. Like you said, he seems to be just an awesome guy, a great teammate. Um, but he gets it done. Even last year, like we think that we think of him as that bell cow for, for the Ravens last year, but Really, when you look at the numbers, he wasn't. He didn't have one game of 20 carries. Not one game all season. I would never have guessed that. Uh, his snap percentages in general were around 50%, and a lot of half the time under 50%. He was sharing with, uh, with uh, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill a little bit. Still producing, just like he did when he was with Kamara. Sharing the load, still producing. They were both legitimate fantasy football running backs. So... Is there any question he can be the same with Dobbins? I don't think so. I wouldn't argue with that guy that he thinks they're the best duo. Sure. Why not? They are going to be the best duo because he believes it. If he believes, if Mark Ingram believes, I'm all in. I, I'm with him. I believe Unless it. he and believes he has a neck because he's wrong. He doesn't have a neck. <laughs> well, he just has a long beard. He rushed for over a thousand years, thousand yards last year. The only <laughs> argument that somebody could make is that you know, he was able to be successful with two running backs in, in the New Orleans Saints offense, which was amazing. But I think this Ravens offense might be even better, especially when you're talking about the, the ground game and, and running the rock. You know, if, if someone was to argue with Mark Ingram, I would tell them to go talk to Mark Ingram and figure <laughs> it out because he would tell them that Mark Ingram would say, you know what, that is probably the best argument I've ever heard in my entire life. But you're wrong. <laughs> you were the best wrong i've ever heard yeah so last thursday the nfl schedule was released most years maybe that's not the most exciting time of the year but with everyone in quarantine it, it seemed like it was a big event maybe bigger than normal uh wanted to get your thoughts on uh some of the points of the the schedule Maybe your most anticipated week one matchup. What do you guys think? What are you looking forward to seeing week one? I am pumped to see these new Tampa Bay Buccaneers in action. And what a great matchup against the Saints. Like these guys, even when it was Winston um, hoisting up the INTs, they were always exciting games. They were awesome games. Saints against Bucs. Saints crushed them two of the three games last year. One all three. One was close. But uh with Tom Brady there now and the Gronk show, it's going to be exciting. It should be lots of uh, touchdowns, lots of points scored, lots of fantasy-relevant players. So that's one I can't wait to take a look at. 
I'm interested about this the Saints team um, with their wide like um, Sanders going there. Like mm-hmm. I think this and their defense is so good. Like that's going to be a tough tough uh, task for a first game for Tom Brady. That's exactly. It's going to be a great test for them right off the bat. Yeah, See wh- who they really are. Yeah, it'll be good. Me personally, I'm looking forward to. Cardinals 49ers. I want to see mm-hmm. um, this Cardinals team. Actually, to be honest, the first t- game I'm looking forward to is the Thursday night game because it'll be the first football game <laughs> forever. For the first For sporting sure. event we've seen yeah. in six months. But back to this Cardinals 49ers, you've got um, a team with Kyler Murray, Hopkins, Drake, all those guys – see what they can do against a tough opponent, San Francisco. Their defense hasn't changed, if not got better with what they drafted. And uh, Garoppolo, let's see if he can, you know, keep moving without some key components gone. Um, see how Ayuk does with that new offense. I I think that'll be a good I think that'll be tuning into that one. Great uh, to see how uh, the Cardinals, re- you know, it's everything's all pumped up until you start to, riding it you know and if it's yeah. tires flat you're not going anywhere so if anyone's gelling it's cool if not you're in for a long season it's game one and the lot and this covid is going to have a lot to say with how like everyone's moving around like so for for teams getting new faces in who are supposed to have major roles it's going to take a couple games like we've talked about before for things to get uh, going Speaking of getting things going, I was looking at uh, the Chargers and the Bengals week one. Might be interesting. We might be seeing a couple of first-round quarterbacks going head-to-head in that week one with potentially not a lot of off-season training. Might be a sloppy, sloppy show. Maybe if you have team defenses in your fantasy league, might be a couple of good defenses to plug in there week one. What do you think? Yeah. For hundred percent, I think that even with the coaching change, um, with no Philip Rivers, so the stands will probably be empty without his family there. Um, I just think, <laughs> what? Do you, okay, I want to ask you guys a quick question, and yeah. this is a little going a little off base. Surprising. That's all right. Hit us, Keenan Allen or AJ Green. This year, yeah, Keenan Allen. I think Ooh, both with a rookie quarterback, eh? I mean, I, I'd have to say Keenan Allen just because he does he's not coming off a year absence. You know? Okay. Yeah, the other thing I would say too, looking at the schedule, the Chargers have a sick schedule. Uh if if Herbert can be the guy that they're hoping he's gonna be, he could be a surprise this year. And um I think like Allen and some of these guys, maybe Eckler could have awesome years because they do have a favorable schedule. That being said, they have a rookie quarterback who could make that completely meaningless. But uh, I think that's why I'm looking forward to that same matchup too. It kind of caught my eye. Not, it could be a complete bust. It could be a dumpster fire, boring match, but Burrow, Herbert, um, uh, see where they're at. See if they're the real deals. If they are, it could be exciting. And see if Mixon is on this team right now because he's threatening to, to hold out. Might change. So, every, that could it, change everything. Yeah. So AJ Green's still vanilla ice cream. No one has any no, love. I, I think he's just so risky. <laughs> it's true. You know? But, man, he's, he's great. They took T. Higgins, though. Like, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of wide receivers on that team now. But we'll see. He's still, I think he still has the talent to, to do good. I still like vanilla ice cream. 
Yeah, that's true yeah. too. Put some chocolate syrup on there. Oh, in a frozen cup. <laughs> Expanding from there, is there any other games throughout the schedule that you guys, uh, you know, catch your eye? Uh, when I was looking at the sheets there, I thought we were talking week one, but I even week one again, another nice matchup is I like the Saints or sorry, the Seahawks versus the Falcons um, for a couple of reasons there. I want to see how Gurley does, if Gurley can be the guy again. Again, uh, Atlanta comes out with pretty decent schedule. Um, Gurley's still just 26 when the season starts. Like, it wasn't that long ago. He was the fantasy running back guy. He yeah. was King. the 101. Yeah. Can undisputed. he get back to that? He's going to be the undisputed starter again. He'll, he'll be the bell cow. I want to see what he does right out the bat. And on the flip side, DK Metcalf, he started just turning it on near the end of last year, showing awesome potential. Can he pick up where he left off? Um, those are two guys that I'm kind of looking at. I think that matchup could be fun. Should be lots of scoring. I think Atlanta could be a real high scoring yeah. fun team. They have a nice schedule too. So uh, they should be fun to watch. I think going to your point with DK is you could finally see Wilson trusting him more. Like Wilson was going instead of just like red zone or like two or three, you know, he really started to look to him as his number one. Like Lockett was kind of a thing in the past. Uh, and when DK started to prove himself, make those big plays, he, 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 uh, you turned him a lot, which, which turned into numbers, right? Yeah. And they have a, they have a little tougher schedule throughout the season. Again, it's hard to know if you look past probably like three or four weeks, the teams all change, but yeah, on the surface, Seahawks have a bit of a tough uh, schedule throughout the year. So it could be a bit of a challenge for DK, but I think he's got the tools to go into that shop and build whatever he needs to build. Could be an armoire. An armoire. How about this? Monday night, week two, the Raiders host in Drew Brees and the Saints to the first game at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. That's going to be a great game. I, even though I'm a Raiders fan, even if I wasn't, that would be a, that's going to be a fun game to watch. Oh, let's hope there's fans back for that because that will oh. be electric. Electric. Is the new black be... hole? Come on. Oh, my goodness. I... In Vegas. A black hole in Vegas. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's it's going to be – I'm excited for the Raiders. I mean, they got to do something. I, 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 they, they're, they've made the right steps to uh, make the team more exciting, I guess, offensively. Uh, defensively, they're they're still solid enough. I think it'll be cool to see see that game. I, I, I think I think I can just see Gruden just throwing caution to the wind this year when it comes to plays yeah. and just scripting up some just insane yeah. plays just yeah. for the hell of it. He wants to win eighty four to seventy, and he wants to be entertaining. Like yeah. he wants to go into Vegas and entertain. Yeah, hundred exactly. percent. They, they I, could be very fun. If they didn't have Derek Carr, I would agree with you. The other game I was looking for quickly, week one, was the Dolphins uh, Dolphins versus the Patriots. I think this is going to be interesting because I think the tides are going to start changing a little bit. Dolphins have done a lot to improve, and the Patriots, it's going to be a big year for them, and it's going to be a bigger year for their fans to see if they're, they are fans. So um, 
I Dolphins have always played them hard. Mind you, this is this is uh, Patriots are at home, but it's going to be interesting seeing someone else other than Brady being the quarterback there. And the Dolphins are going to be pumped. And I I don't think Tua will be cleared to play. Am I I don't I'm not sure, but they got a lot of offense and they got new players, and I think they're going to be pumped. And I think they're going to. It's and they took two matches. They took two of the three games from New England last year last with Tom year. Brady. Yeah. So they always play them tough, like you were saying, right? So yeah. that could be. It'll be interesting for a one o'clock game, a couple mm-hmm. glasses of milk and a Tupperware. I think we'll be yeah. some Oreo double stuffs. Yeah, that'll be good. Mm. Be a nice mm. one. Yeah. And the two Monday night games. Two Monday night games is going to be good. Two Monday night games. Just quickly, is there any fantasy impact do you see in the schedule? Just quick thoughts. Any uh, strength of schedule at the start, maybe, of the season? I think a guy that we could see pop off is Sony Michelle. The Patriots, the, the offense has changed. They don't have Tom Brady there. Mm-hmm. They're going to rely on their defense. They're going to try to keep the scores low. I think now the time, as the time Bilicek's going to turn to Sony Michelle and say, okay, you've been patient. This is now your time to go and shine and I think he's he's been a good soldier there he's you know bided his time hasn't uh, asked for more work and he's got the potential to be the guy like Nick Chubb was his backup in college he mm-hmm. is Georgia. a talented dude so I mean I just think and they have a nice schedule for the run game um I just like Sony Michelle I think it's, it's his time to to pop off and uh take over that offense a little bit Damian Harris, nothing. You don't care. Think he's not going to do nothing. No. No. I like Sony Michelle. Okay. I think that uh, Todd Gurley re- is reborn. He's been listening to a little bit of Michael Jackson, and uh, he's going to be thriller time. That guy, I think, with Atlanta's schedule, the way that he can run the ball, uh, the way that Matt Ryan has weapons already. Uh, I think Hurley's going to – the beginning of the year, we're going to be shaking our head wondering why why did we draft him so late, either us personally, or why did the Rams trade him? Like, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's ready to go. And I think he's going to go back to what he was before uh, last year. And I don't even know – I understand he got hurt a little bit, but it just seemed like they were easing him in. But he's like, man, I'm ready to go. And they just kept uh, – holding them back and a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And by the end of it, it's like, man, you don't even need me. And they said, see you later. And I think he's going to make them pay. I think Atlanta is going to have a good bounce back year this year. And if their defense can keep them in it, I think their offense has more than enough to, to, uh, to put up the points. I a hundred percent agree with a girly. With a girly. With a girly and the girly. I think it'll be great if he does well in fantasy. I think it's, it's, it'll be fun to watch for sure. I was looking at uh, Amari Cooper. Um, he has, just looking at his schedule, you look at the, the cornerbacks that he has to face over the season, even just in, uh, in division, okay, give him the Giants. Maybe he'll have a couple of good games there. But then you got Washington great cornerbacks. And then you got Philadelphia, who's got Darius Slay now going to shadow Amari Cooper. And then you look at all the ones out of division. You've got Baltimore, you got Pittsburgh, 
You got Arizona with Peterson, Cleveland with Denzel Ward. He's going to have a tough go at it. And I think it's going to open the way for C.D. Lamb to just have a monster rookie season. I think he could be, you know, the next best thing to 2014 Odell Beckham. Wow. I agree with that, too. That's a a good take. And with the schedule, the way it is, and like guys like Slay who have shut down Amari Cooper every time they played, yeah, why not? Lamb is a stud. So why couldn't that happen? Uh, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think that it's just a matter of time before Cooper or Gallup get hurt and CD's kind of catapulted into a position that maybe he's not ready for. I'm not saying he's not a great player and he's not ready to be in the NFL, but playing for the Dallas Cowboys, there's a lot of pressure on you. And I think Cooper's always something to be – he's always something wrong. Like there's something – he's injured somehow. He's not 100%, not 100%. Gallup, in the limited time that he's played, he's not 100% most of the time. So if something happens either way, no Witten, uh, no – I think that he's going to be forced into some stuff that – Maybe he's not ready for. I'm not looking for CD to do anything crazy this year. I think he's going to be good. I think you give him a year, and I think that's where it's at. I'm not saying his numbers aren't going to be great or good even. Maybe as a wide receiver three flex, but I don't think you can you can put him as high as Beckham in going into this situation. Just because there's so much competition. One other quick quick guy I was thinking for a bounce back this year because based on looking at the schedule is I think Ben Roethlisberger is coming back. That's for the crazy. This year. Pittsburgh just... has an awesome schedule. Yes. I think Roethlisberger Juju combo is going to win some people, some fantasy football leagues in 2020. I was just thinking quickly as he was going through that with was uh, Connor Connor's mm-hmm. if Connor can stay healthy, that yeah. guy is going to be yeah. a steal. They have an angel food cake schedule. Yeah. Soft, soft, mushy. Soft, soft and fluffy. And the nice thing fluffy. about anyone on Pittsburgh is because of what they did last year, they're going to fall in, in the draft. Oh, they're going to be value, value yeah. picks for sure. Yeah. So if, if you have Roethlisberger back, that makes Juju better, which gives Connor more room, which yeah. gives him more catches, more red zone. I, I think Connor, Ben, Juju, they're bounce backs. Plus, they They're drafted Claypool, man. He's awesome. Claypool, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. Washington still there. Like Farland coming in out of the backfield yep. to help with uh, Connor. Love yeah. it. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys, for joining us on the podcast. Thanks, boys. We'll see everybody next week.